Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures bouncing a bit. Uh, despite a weaker than expected Q1 GDP number, market seems more interested in the ongoing wave of companies raising guidance today. Honeywell, American, MasterCard, Merck, and Meta guiding above last night. Our roadmap begins with the economy, though, expanding slower than expected. And this earnings deluge. It is the busiest day of corporate results. Comcast, Caterpillar, Big Pharma all crossing the tape. And, of course, Amazon tonight. Plus, shares of Meta are surging. In fact, they're getting very close to a one-year high. The company forecasting a resurgence, an acceleration of revenue growth. And the CEOs of ServiceNow and Southwest Airlines are going to join us this hour. We'll be discussing, of course, those companies' quarterly results. So let's begin with some signs of an economic slowdown. The, governor, the government's initial reading of first quarter GDP coming in at an annualized rate of 1.1. That's compared to 2.6 in Q4 and expectations of about 1.9 or 2. Atlanta Fed, actually, Jim, was right on the money at 1.1. Yeah, boy, they've been right on a lot of yep. stuff. I follow them now. It used to be St. Louis Fed. You can look at them. But Atlanta Fed's been great uh, arbiter of what's coming. I'm surprised, uh, surprised because it's not really uh, jiving with the hiring. Uh, including today's jobless claims. Uh, there's just this a slowdown and people still being hired at higher wages. So if I were the Fed, I would say, you know what, we haven't won yet. We have to break the cycle of higher wages in a slowdown, David, because someone is going to say stagflation. So is this going to do that? No, I'm saying that I think Powell has – there's no justification. Is there, well, I guess, is there any sign in this lower-than-expected GDP number that that cycle is starting to erode? I, I still just see – I still see higher wages. I still just, see higher wages. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I've been on the phone with a lot of the CEOs. Let me give you my thesis on the higher wages. People didn't come back to work, okay, More, 58 to 62. Then they had to bring in all new people, but we've left out – is these were skilled workers. So if it's a pilot, you have to train them for six, eight, nine months. If it's a welder, they have to be trained. They didn't have any training. People didn't have, like, hey, I'll fill in. Like, you know, one of the things about a pilot, David, it's like they didn't just grab the person in the first row and say, listen, it's your airplane. So that's been this period right now where you're not getting any productivity out of people, um, but you're hiring them. And I don't want that. I feel like that, I, look, I, I'm fine. We're seeing a lot of, of manufacturing, tepid. We'll hear about that today. But we're seeing still travel, still going places, still wealth, still being hired at higher prices. But you don't think that this is a sign of a coming recession? No, no, no. I think that there's just not enough. I mean, just, Carl, look at the numbers today. I know a lot of it's pharma, uh, but it's really only Zuckerberg that let people go. And, And there even you could argue, well, it's like 11,000 people from a year ago. I mean, people are looking at uh, AWS, right? Some layoffs there. Right. Uh, Tyson, 10%. Well, Tyson's done really poorly, and they're very poorly run. Uh, 
Deutsche Bank's cutting about 800 back yeah, office. Another good, but another good <laughs> yes, quarter. Yes. Remember when Deutsche Bank was, they decided yes, to rate um, it and say it was just like Credit Suisse, like, hey, that's Europe. And, and, uh, Europe. and Stellantis, uh, 33,000 yeah, potential buyouts, that. right? I, you don't, I, I you don't buy that. You've got buy a good it. yield. I, I, that was, it should have been better. I, 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 you're right, though. We're not seeing it show up in the national. No. And, uh, you know, you take a look at, at, at some of the companies that are oh, like in oil. They're all still drilling. Uh, like there's some stocks like SLB really had a decent quarter. It just kind of goes down every day. That's wrong. We have MedTech all doing well. Uh, pharma used to, uh, used to raise earnings per share by, by firing people. Now the only person leaving Bristol-Myers is Dr. Caforio, who, by the way, David, yes, is me. terrific, reinvented Bristol-Myers. Yes. Gave it a lot more different franchises. And then at, at his peak, not the peak of the stock, but his peak of how the company's doing, he retires. We had a lot of retirements this quarter. Scott Sheffield from Pioneer retired. I hate to see all these guys. Darius and Damchak from Honeywell. I know. And they're What's young guys. On? I don't know. They're all younger than you. I- Just, I don't know why. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I hosted the American right. Brain Foundation. That was, uh, that was gratuitous. Dinner. I hosted the, the gala last night. Yes. Okay. Brain Foundation. I was the youngest there. There you go. <laughs> Uh, meantime, we're watching Meta this morning on track, as David said, uh, as this year's top performer uh, on both the S&P and the NDX. Company better than expected quarterly results. First sales increase in more than a year uh, with some pretty upbeat guidance for at least Q2 revenue. This is Zuckerberg on the restructuring and the road ahead. In May, we're going to carry out our third wave across our business groups. And this has been a difficult process. Uh, but after this is done, I think we're going to have a much more stable environment for our employees. And then for the rest of the year, I expect us to focus on improving our distributed work model, delivering AI tools to improve productivity, and removing unnecessary processes across the company. So they lower the high end of the operating expense range. I have to say, when you listen to this call, you realize, first of all, why Jason Wong said that they're good partners, uh, CEO of NVIDIA. This was Why he said what? They're good partner, Mark Zuckerberg. A good partner. And yeah. the reason is because engagement. Now, that's the word. Everyone wants to focus on the word efficiency. No, it's about engagement because that brings the advertisers back. And it was a way they used AI, frankly, you could be uh, so bold as to say, to get around Apple. Because you post things and then they, they feed you things that you never thought of, which then you means you look again. Remember, what happened is people were, people were looking at it seven times a day. But they're only posting two times a day. Terrible mismatch. He's fixed that. This whole, everyone was focused on, I'm hearing about how much he's doing on Meta. I mean, well, you know, look, is he putting money in a chimney? Oh, who cares? He has figured out between this and reels. Did you see the, the well, $2 billion per day doubled since six months? This was about engagement, not efficiency. Well, using AI, I believe they said 25% of the ads were served not based on the people you follow. So they, to 24%. Your point, sorry, thank you. That's because I'm old. Y- yes. Uh, what it allows them to do, Jim, is what you just said, get around Apple, and that's, yeah. that's effective. I, I can't, I mean, the, uh, the praise I got this morning from the handful of calls I made of uh, those who've either owned the stock or unfortunately didn't own it going into this quarter, he's changed the company in six months. The guidance was amazing in the face of macro environment that's not great. Um, the acceleration is earlier than we expected. And then, of course, so what should the multiple be? You have high teens revenue growth. Should you get a higher multiple as a result of that? 
look, this is an accelerated revenue growth story. As I believe the cadence was great throughout. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't get 25 multiple. No, look, it's a huge position for my charitable trust. I stuck with the guy, even though I had that confessional moment with you. Well, that was the low. But I did. So that was a good moment. I, I didn't sell. You didn't sell. No. You cried, but you didn't sell. I cried, but I didn't sell. I didn't sell, and I shouldn't have cried. I don't. Mark wasn't happy. Well, actually, Mark seems to have changed his entire company well, since Well, I said then. you better start cutting people, and you better start improving the engagement. And it resonated. See, I saved that company, David. There, how about that? You want hubris? No, let me just tell you how he saved it. Let me be very clear. He spent a lot less time. Now, he's, he'll say, look, people say I pivoted and don't care about meta. Untrue. He spent $4 billion. But he's saying he yeah. spent a lot of time on AI. And AI was necessary to get that engagement up. And AI was necessary to, to fix reels. Right. And he's fixed reels. And I think that advertisers are going to go to reels now that they see how much... He, did you see the, the return on investment that he gave you? Like, if you put in a dollar, you get more than three bucks. He has studies. Give him a dollar, he give you three bucks. It's like a machine. You put in a dollar, out comes three. Uh, ad impressions up uh, 26. Pretty amazing. How about three billion it's, people? It's, it's not going to have people back off on the notion that the market's reliant on a few very large tech companies. It totally is. But when you have a, a number where uh, almost two-thirds of the people in the country look at this thing, I mean, I don't... Well, you brush your teeth and you look at it? I mean, what's going on? David, people are checking how many times? Everybody. Look at how, about the, how about the 140 million people who are being left out? That's his goal. I know. Hey, you know what he said that I loved? Tell me. I was, he said, I wasn't happy with how we're doing. <laughs> you ever hear that from a CEO? I'm the, no, we weren't doing well. Well, there are CEOs who aren't happy, but he actually, to give him credit, Changed a lot, this and not to mention went on a uh, a firing spree. He's not call done. It that not efficiency done. spree is the words they use. Efficiency. He efficiency, used everything but the words dead wood um, to restructure the company. Yeah. Uh, now that said, they are still. You you pointed out they spent four billion on the metaverses quarter. Okay. They've indicated their the losses are not going to go away next year in any way. In fact, they may even increase. Right. Yeah, that's true. No. That- so well, that's going to, you know, and he made it clear on the call. Drop. It's like we're not ignoring the metaverse. Well, he's looking. I think that there's metaverse stage one, which is now you talk too much about the avatars. I think let's say you're Ralph Lauren. OK, you're Patrice LeVay. You want a Ralph Lauren store, which they can't really do. All right. And you want to have AI to say, OK, listen, I'm a I want to see what I look like. OK, I'm a 32 waist. I'm a 42 long. And I want to be in that. And then it shows me, okay, and I decide whether I like the color. Maybe I don't like the fit. That was the point of it, other than teaching. And teaching was good, but I wanted a mall. You need a mall. And no one's giving them money. Well, the money's revenues are down. Yep. You get me with the med of the, you know, like if you have a bar, you go in, you have like a virtual drink. No, mm-hmm. but you get a, you get a cocktail mix. Hmm, nice. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. I'll look into it in like 10 I'm waiting years. for to do that for, for my wife's mezcal. Just give me a virtual bar for Do you make it. money from that? So anyway. <laughs> hey, it's a long game. Uh, but as for the metaverse, Zuckerberg was very clear that if you think he's backing away from the long-term bet on metaverse, uh, he's not. Here's what he said. A narrative has, has developed that we're somehow moving away from, from focusing on the metaverse vision. So I just want to say up front that that's not accurate. Um, we've been focusing on both AI and the metaverse for years now, and we will continue to focus on both. The two areas are also related. So today, Baird goes to 260, Stiefel goes to 280. 
Uh, Morgan Stanley reiterates that's basically the extent of the moves on the sell side. Yeah, I just think we, the cost side here is really incredible. Uh, the real uh, doubling they share got, to they big. got margins up to what fourteen. I mean, yes, and that's nobody right. expected them to be that no, high, or very we, few. We sat here and talked about what kind of growth company is it that doesn't have any growth. And yeah. I think the answer is, is that the growth is going to come roaring back. I also think that we're all going to be challenged, and we're going to talk about, I guess, our company. But we're all going to be challenged by the notion that you should put ads with these guys. You should take some of your ad budget and put right. it with these guys. By the right. way, remember when they were bad? They were like, you know, both the House and the, uh, and, the, and the Democrats and Republicans both hated them. There wasn't a lot of political stuff. This was no Disney. This is no Disney. It's gotten quieter. It ain't woke, I'll tell you that much. It's, gotten it's quieter. just money. Right, we're going to get to uh, to our parent and Disney and a bunch of other names, of course, on this uh, busiest single day of earnings day uh, earnings so far. Take a look at futures here as we combine the corporate results with the macro data and that GDP. Big morning on tap, including the CEOs of ServiceNow, Southwest, SiriusXM, and CBRE. We're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. ServiceNow beating on the top and bottom line, at least, of course, uh, for the analysts who follow it. The company did raise its full-year guidance for subscription sales overall, boding well for the tech industry, perhaps. Goldman Sachs, one of the companies that follows it, says uh, it's a buy. It was and it still is. Joining us now first on CNBC is ServiceNow CEO and Chairman Bill McDermott. Bill, always good to have you. You know, we got a GDP number this morning that was a bit disappointing. You have a decent look into the macro environment. In fact, you sort of started off the call talking about it remains a complicated macro environment. Seems to be benefiting your company, or at least you're saying it is. But give us a take in terms of what you're seeing from your customers, the challenges they're facing, and what that means for your business. Well, thank you very much, David. I appreciate it. Uh, we're obviously very focused on taking care of our customers, and it is a complicated macro out there. There seems to be an app for everything, but nobody needs every app nor do they want every app. So what's happening is companies now are locking in on the technology platforms that can really deliver business impact. So whether you're taking cost out or you're putting growth in, the ServiceNow platform is the intelligent platform for end-to-end digital transformation. And the reason why we had a beat across the board, whether it was revenue, margin, operating profit, Uh, by a significant margin, by the way, is because our customers need us, we're delivering for them, and we're continuing to deliver on the promise of a beyond-expectations company. 
And you say uh, as well, you know, we talk so often here about AI. We were just talking about it in, re in relation to, uh, to Meta. You say the AI, oppor AI opportunities here when you can integrate the front, middle, and back offices to better serve the customer. And you say that's a core competency. How is it a core competency of your company, and what are you seeing in terms of the growth and the use of AI? Yeah, well, ServiceNow is the intelligent platform for workflow automation across the enterprise. So if you think about generative AI, it's a great step forward in enabling a different level of automation of human work, which is increasing higher productivity, driving efficiency gains, and faster time to value for ServiceNow customers. So if you think about the augmentation of the ServiceNow workflow automation platform, we're enabling a whole new a world of revenue streams because think about an employee, they're going to get a better experience, they're going to be able to activate their job quicker, get answers to questions. Think about reinventing call centers where now the call center agent has all the answers at their fingertips instead of going through really arduous, difficult processes. Think about a customer being able to self-serve and getting the answer that they need. But think about engineers being able to text to code, text to workflow, or even text to building net new applications on the ServiceNow platform. So this will bring in a whole new wave of innovation and a whole new wave of growth for ServiceNow. But David, I think it's really important to mention, we're not putting out press releases, we're actually delivering generative AI right now on the ServiceNow platform. So in that platform, you get generative AI, you get business process automation, you get RPA. Everything is built into one platform with ServiceNow, which is why customers love it. Bill, Jim Kramer, good to see you. Generative AI, Hi, Jim. call centers. Uh, the notion of generative AI is that you don't need call centers, that the people are not as smart as generative AI. I believe that, whether we like the jobs or not. It was mentioned even by Jensen Wong in his keynote call centers may be a thing of the past. Uh, what do you see happening? What does generative AI allow, make companies be able to do and save money? It's gonna be big, really big, Jim. Uh, I like to think of generative AI as a massive productivity enabler to companies. Certainly, you wouldn't need as many people in a call center as you have today, but the people you have would be a lot happier doing their job because there's still a job for them but most of the things can be taken care of now through self-service or when a call center agent is dealing with a customer inquiry, they're gonna have an immediate answer to a question. They're gonna have the next best recommended step. And with the workflow automation platform from ServiceNow, whatever the action is, it's gonna be built in to the procedures of that workflow and things are gonna happen so quickly where you're not gonna have difficult processes. So for example, if you buy shirts and shoes and you gotta return them, the processes will be automatically activated in a workflow automation, and that includes the front, back, and mid office, and that's what David was talking about. So it's big, it might be the biggest innovation I've seen in the last 50 years, and I, I believe without question, we're gonna demonstrate this, Jim, at our Financial Analyst Day in May in Las Vegas. We'll have the biggest boldest move in generative AI of any IT company in our space. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to be watching it closely. Bill, keeping it short today, given the avalanche of earnings news we have, but always appreciate it. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Great to see you guys. Thank you.
Coming up, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash count down to the opening bell. Take one more look here at futures uh, behaving pretty well in the, in the wake of these corporate results. And despite the weaker than expected GDP print, don't, don't go anywhere. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Among the S&P laggards this morning, there are a couple misses out there. URI is one of them, down 5%. You'll see Southwest as well uh, with a wider-than-expected loss. Revenue was a miss. And we're going to talk to Bob Jordan shortly after the opening bell when we come back in a moment. All right, welcome back. Let's do a mad dash. We got so many earnings uh, that we haven't tight. even gotten to, but we tight. will. Let's talk Caterpillar. Right, okay, so the stock was initially up seven, and then it's now down three. This is because people feel that there's not enough backlog, that things are going to slow down, that China isn't picking up. All right, I'm going to go against the market here. The reason why my chat down eight, oh, will you give me a break? The reason why my chapel just owns this is because in 2024, there's going to be so much spending that that's what you look at. You're not doing this for 2023. They're, they're really only going to buy American for the IRA and for the chips. And it's all going to be cat. Now, the people who are selling, I mean, this is one of those, is very, it's a very controversial stock. I have a small position. I want to make it much bigger because I'm willing to actually think about the orders coming from the state. Remember, federal government, states, states make the reg, make the regs. Then they pick general contractors like a Beckto. You're talking more about the infrastructure bill than they are array yes. in some way here, right? Oh, in, yeah. Infrastructure. No, and the, the people who are selling it are selling it because next quarter, May not be a blowout, of which I think it will be, frankly, because Humblebee's coming on tonight. We're going to talk about that. So this is a set the record straight. There are people who actually want the stock down, too. I want it lower, too, so I can buy the bejesus out of it, because I care about what's going to happen in 2024. I had Gina Raimondo on the show like a thousand times, Commerce Secretary. Yes. The money, amount of money that is going to go from the GC to them makes it so you shouldn't even be thinking about this year. And yet this year is quite great. He raised the numbers. Well, he doesn't give real forecasts, but you can extrapolate. Now, people just say, listen, if you did that good uh, revenue, you did that good earnings, you should be raising numbers big. He doesn't give guidance, Uncle B. But if they, I mean, he said over and over again, he doesn't give guidance. So anyway, let the stock come down and buy it, okay? Don't, don't bail out these people who don't have any brains. Does, Let them uh, sell does, it. does URI make you... Give you any pause at all? Well, you're right. Doesn't use any cat, and that's really an interesting thing that they'd never use cat. Uh, and people who sell, people always think that they do use cat. I, you know, I, I was the only thing I was perturbed about is that we had. I, I talked to Judy Marks the other day. Otis is doing really well in China. I, I would have thought they did better in, in uh, China. But remember, you buy these guys last off of infrastructure, and URI is not going to be a, a borrow case. Like, you, I mean, it's a borrow case. Whereas you go in. The big guns, the big GCs, they own a lot of cat, and they are going to do a lot of business. But I once had URI on a few years ago. I said, so what, how do you read through the cat? And the CEO was this big guy. I loved him, but he just said, actually, if you had done more homework, you would know we don't use cat. I always love that if you had done more homework, because that really puts you square, right? They make you feel never, great. You never want to say that. To you, you, I heard that from Mrs. Tura from fourth grade, and it got back to my dad. My dad wanted to hit me so badly, but, you know, you weren't allowed to hit. That doesn't get a good reception. He hit me you, once because he did thought more that homework. I I'm like, okay, thank you for that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had done more homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? I too wish I had done more homework. No, I mean, I'm sorry. But no, they're not a cat reefer. Yeah. Um, we'll watch the industrials today. Uh, international papers down a couple of points as well. I know. I don't know why anyone didn't think it would be. I mean, we had Packaging Corp of America give us a bad quarter. When I see IP down, I always think, you buy a Gillette razor, what's in it? Okay, there's the cardboard in the back, that's going down. There's the plastic, we know that from Jim Fiddling, that's going down. The plastic in the blade, that's going down. The metal in the, 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 the plastic in the handle. There isn't any, it's a can't hear a thing you said. Carl? Well, let's get the opening bell and the CBC Real-Time Exchange of the Big Board of Inspire Medical Systems focused on the treatment of sleep apnea. And at the NASDAQ, Apolomics, a biopharma developing drugs for difficult to treat cancers. And what a day we have this morning, Jamie. Oh, we got to go all of this because I think you can create a world which just says that the, the people who sell the, tell that there was going to be down 6% in earnings, I mean, that's, those people have to rethink their job. They should have an existential crisis about how wrong they are. And, and I'm, I'm using Meta as Exhibit A because we've been out here saying over and over again that he's doing a, that Mark's doing AI, that Reels is going to accelerate, that Instagram is going to be on fire. He did not talk about Instagram being on fire directly, David. But up 28 is not enough. Really? Not enough. Oh no, it'll be up 35. No, listen, I know I got some. Uh, I got a bullish. One manager this morning is like it should trade at least 17 times, and uh, based on his numbers, I mean they talk as much as 300 bucks. He's firing people. He's raising revenue. He did not know. brag about the 300, you know, 400. Out, out, you can't even tell how many basis points Instagram's up. But I think the takeaway here is it's kind of like one of those. It's like a seat. You want to you have a TV show, and they have the season, and the season turned out to be. A do-over. They did a do-over, and everything that you thought about the last three quarters was wrong. Instagram was failing. People weren't going to it. People were going to TikTok. They weren't using Reels. He was spending a fortune on Meta, and it was going to ruin the quarter. No. All those, every one of those observations was yeah. wrong. Um, the Goldman Desk points out it's back to Q1 of last year, where it was like peak IDFA, and Reels was a concern, and TikTok competition was a concern. Well, so how, how, how hard will it be to elevate from this? I think that it'll be actually easy because this growth in, in, in Reels is really extraordinary. I thought the growth in TikTok was story. Reels is amazing. People coming back to Instagram to see things that, he, that are pushed to you, that are advertisers. The growth in Instagram is like the old days. And I don't think he's satisfied still. I mean, it was not, he, he wasn't jumping up and down. I mean, he's, wow. He's the model At some point, we're gonna, we're, someone's going to say, why go on Instagram just to have people bombard you with ads and, and try to sell you stuff? Well, he, you know, he's always been conscious of not ruining your feed. And it looks like, and David, you, I don't know whether you feel this David's, way, but. David's huge on Instagram. He, he sent, yes. he's sending you the, he's sending you things you actually want because he has Instagram, he has AI that tells you that you want to get more on your ABC pants from, right? I mean, it doesn't, no, I mean. I, I uh, as, as Carl knows, yeah, I'm huge on Instagram so much so that I've never actually been on it. No, but, but, but you, that's okay. He can, think, he can think about what you want and then send the ads. Wow. Using artificial intelligence. He's prescient. Well, I'm just saying that he's the smartest guy. He's the guy who's figured out more how to use AI than anybody other than Microsoft. By the way, it's coming on, Meta's coming on the heels of Microsoft's best day since November. You see it, Bill Gates' wealth went up $2 billion yesterday? Yeah, it's a good day for him. 
Um, he, he had a good season. He had a good season. Had a By good the way, season. I mean, it is worth, yeah, that Azure, you know, the, the, the guide in Azure, the inclusion in part already from AI and computing power there. But it's worth mentioning, CapEx seems to be coming in higher and guiding higher for a number of these companies. And that probably is a good thing for the likes of NVIDIA. Okay. And for those that are, pro that, that are providing into the data center. Absolutely. Now, if you go on eBay, good quarter, and you look up uh, the H100, which NVIDIA makes, it's $40,000. You need a boatload of these things to get this generative AI is just H100. Now, both, uh, both Microsoft and Alphabet pointed out exactly their, their tie-in with NVIDIA. Yeah, I added someone at this Brain Foundation thing who said, hi, NVIDIA. I said, well, I'm Jim Cramer. I, like to, I, don't, I hate to skip that. Maybe you just, you know, but I do. And he said, well, how high can NVIDIA go? And I said, you're thinking it wrong. Own NVIDIA, don't trade it. Because you can't get H100s. They're sold out forever. So Alphabet gets what it wants, and Meta gets what it wants. Remember, Zuckerberg, an ally. Yep. And by oh, the way, Jensen I think Jensen's yeah. going to, part of what makes Zuckerberg a kinder, gentler guy, hanging out with, hanging out with Jensen. Got it. Uh, all right, guys, in the time we have, because we've got some interviews to get to, uh, our parent company stock is up 4.6%. <sighs> Woohoo! That's fab. I'll give you that. Um, Comcast uh, reported numbers. Why uh, up? Free cash flow, free Ooh. cash flow. Free cash flow, about three and a half billion. It was above uh, what had been estimated. There's a lot of focus at the company on generating it, and there's a lot of focus on investors and what you do with it. Obviously, uh, as much as two billion going to buy back stock, also a dividend, um, and that's kind of the the story right now. And that is why the stock is being well thought of this morning. Acceleration of some sort? Uh, yeah, a little bit. But you know, I, I, listen, I will have to say for the overall cable environment or ecosystem, I was struck by the loss of video subs. 614,000 in a quarter. 614,000 cable subs of Comcast said, see you later, we're out of here. Not broadband, broadband's holding steady. Broadband, domestic broadband, uh, total domestic broadband customers, 32.3 million, roughly where it was a year ago. Uh, up slightly, but man, video, that, our what world. You, what do you do? I mean, it, the, it is, it is running, picking up. The, decelerate, the, the loss of subscribers is actually accelerating. And if you are a company with a lot of cable networks, this is why you've got to figure things out. Um, and so I did note that. There was a time when I would report on companies that had a million cable subs. They were right. considered pretty decent-sized cable companies. They lost 614,000 subs in a quarter. Uh, as for the management change that we talked about earlier this week, of course, Jeff Shell running NBC Universal, leaving the company. Uh, Mike Cavanaugh, as I'd reported on Monday, made it clear on the call that he's here to stay, uh, saying he's you know going to be working a little more, working a little harder, but basically. Um, all these units reported into him as it was, and Jim, he just makes it very clear that uh, I think, again, what we were talking about as well, they're not going to be naming a CEO of NBCU. Okay, he so is essentially taking on that role as president of Comcast. Okay, so tell me, they did uh, almost two billion in theme park, all right? Yes. Can theme park offset uh, 
what you're talking about, video and David. Well, video was never a huge margin business, so it's right, not point, as important to the overall profitability of the company. But, but why I'm mentioning it is because there's a lot of other companies whose businesses still oh, depend on the, having the ESPN read through. Yeah, ESPN. Whether it's Disney, TNT, whether it's Warner Brothers Warner Discovery, Brothers, whether it's Paramount, now. whether it is NBCU, that's where it matters. Okay, but David. Uh, is there any way that Kavanaugh is going to say, listen, we won't tolerate more than $3 billion in losses on Peacock? That we're, that, that's it. We will not tolerate it. That's a great he is, question. I don't know the CFO, answer. CFO, and if I were Kavanaugh, I would say, okay, let's line, line in the sand. Line in the sand. And I didn't hear that from previous managers. Peacock did line get to, uh, up, uh, you know, 22 million subs, I yep, think, is where we are right now. That's a 63% increase in right. paid subs. I know. I, and I want them to do much more European football, which people are crazed about here. And you can also, you've already paid for it. So you already have content you pay for that's not being used enough, not being used correctly. And you have that way to be able to get it so the Peacock, you can draw the line in the sand. And I think that it's, look, I, as I said, I, I'm relentless on Peacock. But that's my view. If called upon, I will okay, serve. Very good. Um, we should get to Lilly, all-time high here. Oh. Uh, one of the companies raising guidance for the full year. And I think Rick's was on Squawk this morning, Jim. Look, what happens here, there's a couple things that are going on with Lilly that is going up so much. One is, is that Wagovi uh, from Nova Nordisk is just not as effective as Mongiorno. And Mongiorno can lose, you'll lose 50 pounds instead of 30 or 35 from Nova Nordisk. That's important, especially for obesity, for diabetes. Uh, the the uh, blood pressure does better. Cholesterol does better. Two drink a night, people. You can get off that. This drug is a drug that it's going to be taken by far more people, and only Lilly has the factories. They're building factories left and right for doing this. Now, there are other things that are going well, Lilly, and the work that I did uh, at the American Brain Foundation, speaking with everybody I could, it's very clear that their, their Alzheimer's is, could be superior to Biogen. Um, guys, day two of Microsoft dealing with the rejection by the uh, antitrust authority in the UK of their uh, um, attempts to buy Activision. This morning, Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision, was a guest on uh, Squawk Box, um, talking about, of course, in his view, and many others, by the way, the wrongness of that decision, essentially, uh, the mis how misguided it is, how it actually is going to engender less competition as opposed to more um, and also sounding a more positive note, perhaps, than many others believe in terms of their ability to get this decision reversed on appeal. But I thought perhaps more, his most interesting comments were very pointed in terms of uh, his view of Lena Khan at the FTC and the overall antitrust regime that he sees between the U.K. and the U.S. Take a listen. I was surprised to learn that Lena Khan and the head of the CMA had a meeting a week and a half ago in Washington. You're, you know, legally you're not supposed to be discussing active litigation. I don't know that they did, but, you know, I think that that's what you're seeing now is that uh, the CMA is being used as a tool by the FTC to be able to create these kinds of outcomes. And it, this isn't the way that they're supposed to be uh, operating. It's a pretty interesting uh, comment there from Mr. Kodak in terms of saying, hey, they're just basically getting the CMA to do their dirty work in a way. They do share a certain progressive uh, perspective at both agencies at this point. Um, we, of course, will monitor this closely. Uh, there is generally a belief that this deal is not going to get to the finish line, that it's not quite all dead, but almost. 
Kodak doesn't share that, or at least not publicly, certainly. He is, of course, under contract to be as positive as he possibly can in getting this deal done. And he certainly would never want to put in jeopardy, Carl, his $3 billion breakup fee that Activision is in line to get if and when the deal finally ends. Thoughts on that, Jim? There were some takes this morning that Activision should now be thought of as a buyer. Uh, look, I, the, Bobby is both combative and also doing what David said. And I think Activision is just a, it's just a buy. They had fabulous numbers. And if the, it's, it may be heads you win and tails I lose. This is a rather remarkable situation, except for the fact, David, he talked about meetings between the European, between the British regulator and our regulator? Yeah. I mean, doesn't it make you feel like that ideologically this is what we're talking about? That's a question. I thought that's why we used it. I thought that was a very interesting comment amazing. from Mr. Kodak. I thought it was amazing. Uh, holding on to 4085 here then, uh, after all these earnings, many of which we didn't yet get to. But let's get to Southwest. Shares are down in reaction to the quarterly results there, and our Phil Lebeau has a special guest in Dallas. Phil. Good morning, Carl. Bob Jordan, hey, CEO of Southwest Airlines. Thank you report a, uh, a loss, a wider-than-expected loss for the first quarter. But if the guidance into the second quarter, you are expecting to get back to profitability this quarter, correct? We, we are, and, and the, the loss in the first quarter really was in line. It's just the $380 million pre-tax impact of the ops disruption, which really impacted January and February. March was really strong, very strong demand, so it looks like it was isolated early in the quarter. And so, But for the ops disruption, we would have had a very... Uh, strong profit in the first quarter. Second quarter, our guide is really strong. Uh, uh, bookings and demand is there. And uh, we expect a strong profit uh, for the second quarter, and we still expect a strong profit for the entire year. When you look at the entire year, a big part of your story is modifying your fleet plans for later this year, because you're not going to be getting as many 737 maxes as you originally thought you were going to get. How are you adjusting to this? And in relative to what Boeing says it plans to deliver to you? Right. Boeing uh, has some continuing supply chain issues that are affecting the delivery schedule. We had 46 aircraft from 2022 that weren't delivered that are stacked up this year. Now we have another 20. We were going to get 90. Now it looks like 70. Uh, that would tell you we're going to take 152 in 2024. We're not going to take 152 aircraft. We're going to work with Boeing to reflow the order book. Uh, I want orderly growth, manageable growth. We want all of our aircraft. We just want to make that an orderly transition. Is, so, is this your way of saying, look, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, Boeing, but we are not fully confident you'll be able to hit the scheduled deliveries that you put out there? I think given the, the, uh, the delays that we've had, especially from 2022, I think it makes sense just to be prudent in planning deliveries. You plan way in advance to set your schedules, to set your capacity, and if you're wrong, it's really hard to change that close in. So we're going to plan for 70. That means, of course, we're going to go back and relook at our hiring. We had hiring plans to hire over 7,000 net this year. Uh, we're going to moderate our hiring. We're still working on all this. This is new news from Boeing in the last 10 days. But we will be moderating our hiring. Bob, I know Jim's got a question for you. Jim, go ahead. Hey there, Jim. Yeah, Bob, I, I got to see you earlier in Texas, but we did not talk about the quarter, obviously. Uh, you have a good look at reservations. Did you see cancellations? Any cancellations or reservations after a couple of snafus, the Christmas one, and then we have one last week. So I'm trying to gauge uh, how much we should worry about the company and the stock, given the fact that people feel that you haven't spent enough on technology or that you're not up to date versus the other airlines. Cancellations, yes, no. 
Yeah, no, we saw the immediate cancellations of return travel from the holidays, as expected. So the issue really was during the holiday period, so we had cancellations of returns in early uh, January. We had some book away, January, February, no doubt. Uh, it appears that it's isolated there, so we had none of that in, uh, to, to any great extent in March. Bookings and demand for the second quarter are very strong. We already have 75% of second quarter bookings in place. We have 60% of bookings uh, in place for June, which is actually ahead of normal. So no, we're not seeing excessive cancellations at all at this point. Well, I just want to be sure, Bob, I want to go over this. If you, something you told me and some of the other people tell me in airlines, there, we still have a pilot shortage. You can't just slot a new pilot in. You have to train them. They take a long time. How much of, of, of is, is Boeing and how much of it is you just don't have enough pilots? No, the, the reflow of our capacity for the year and our hiring plans, that, that's all because of the change in Boeing deliveries, dropping from 90 to 70 this year. We're getting pilots. you got to work hard. I mean, there's a lot of competition for pilots. We're getting qualified pilots, great pilots. Are, we're filling our classes. I think what we told you before was that we were going to be pilot constrained, not aircraft constrained, till the end of the year. Now with this change with the Boeing delivery schedule, it looks like we will flip to aircraft constrained after the summer. So that's going to force us to rethink our, our hiring plans across the board. Bob, getting back to what Jim was asking about, about the cancellations and the issues with the meltdown at the end of last year. I know you laid out a plan in March for, hey, we can do better, this is how we will do better. But you know how long it takes to rebuild a brand. Can you sense how damaged the Southwest brand is right now? I think it's probably two different stories. Number one, you have to be uh, transparent about what happened. You have to take care of your customers, take care of your employees. And we worked really hard to do that uh, during the disruption and post-disruption. Uh, there's no doubt that bookings are strong, demand is strong. So we're not seeing any, any softness there that would indicate we have a lingering issue. Now, you can't go through something like the December disruption and not have an impact to the brand and the brand reputation. So we're very focused on restoring that this year. It means run a reliable operation. It means uh, produce the service and hospitality Southwest is known for. We are absolutely focused on those two things and we are focused on the action plan that we were very transparent about publicly to remediate the issues that caused the December event and be ready for December and winter of 2023 quickly want to ask you about what the consumer overall thinks about airfares. They're a little bit below, for the industry overall, a little bit below from where they were pre-pandemic, just a little bit. Do you sense there's resistance that we've gone back to a point where the consumer has said, I'm ready to fly, but okay, this is about as much as I want to go when it comes to airfares? I, I don't sense a resistance because of airfares, uh, because we're just not seeing any softness in terms of demand. And if you go back and you look historically at airfares and go back over a decade or longer, airfares are, on an adjusted basis, actually down. So uh, the, the industry has performed very, very well. Now, you can't look at the, uh, the, the headlines out there or, or think about the economy and not focus on uh, potential challenges ahead. We're just not seeing those, but we are focused on, on, on making sure we're watching for any indicator that there's a, a slip in the demand because of the economy. We're just not seeing it. Demand is very strong. Our customers love Southwest Airlines, and they're showing up. Bob Jordan, CEO so, of Southwest, you. on a day where, yes, they reported a wider than expected uh, loss, guys. But as I sent it back to you, the real news here is what they're planning to do in terms of modifying the number of 737 maxes they plan to take this year.
Good stuff as always, Phil. Thanks to you, uh, our Phil LeBeau in Dallas this morning with Southwest. As we go to break, let's watch bonds. We've got Q1 GDP and claims under our belt. We'll get pending homes in about 12 minutes and then the Fed balance sheet tonight at 4.30. Dow's up 170 and we're just shy of 40.85. NASDAQ outperforming once again. This time it's on the back of uh, Meta, up 15%. Even Microsoft adding to its gains, Jib, another 2% after the best day in about six months. No, I mean, I think that there are a lot of people who are very cynical about artificial intelligence. And then you get the really great minds who recognize as soon as ChatGPT, they got to pivot. Uh, and I know Bill McDermott is talking about how the call center people, they could be, at, uh, they could be trimmed. This is right now. People are being fired right now because of chat. Yeah. Um, mean, interestingly, uh, although uh, Morgan Stanley reiterates NVIDIA topic going into earnings, Semi's not trading that well today. No, and you, you've got a couple things. You've got Mobileye, which says that they're I mean, important because Intel owns 94% of Mobileye, and Mobileye is just kind of awful. It's awful. And so Intel could bring things down. You know, I, I, I just think that the Semi's are taking a breather because they're not AI. There's a lot. Uh, yeah. Although Samsung had good things to say about memory recovery later this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think that that's still going to be its troughing, is what everybody says. And sell NVIDIA down, go ahead. I didn't mention my Jim Fist line. <laughs> it so is that, a, by the way, it's a very special day uh, here at CNBC, at least back at HQ. It is Take Your Child to Work Day, and we are celebrating. Hey, guys, uh, at CNBC with some of the smallest members of our team. Love having you guys in the office. Stick uh, around. That's great. <laughs> We're back Can't in a moment. That's that. Looking forward to having you back tonight. Thank you. I've got the controversial ones. I've got Caterpillar. I think Jim Uppleby is going to explain that this is just simply ridiculous. I've got Pioneer. I think that Scott Sheffield will say that this is simply ridiculous. I've got that's uh, Richard Daly, the new CEO. He'll be as good as, uh, well, no one's Scott's the dean. And then uh, speaking of Evan Greenberg, Evan is uh, Chubb, which I can tell you is I, the insurance companies have been doing well with stocks, but he is. He, he has no issues, and that stock's a serious buy. Uh, we missed some things, never got to oil and haul. No, and Gap stores yeah, lay off. too much. We didn't get to Merck. Merck. No, we didn't get to Merck. Big sell-off. I mean, uh, Tractor sales supply. decline because of all the I love you, yeah. And then, you know, David, don't forget the video, yeah. video subs. You got to that big time. Although wireless subs at Comcast no, were excellent. David, I have to go. Excellent. 5.6 more Premier League. 5.6 million domestic and, wireless lines. And, and Will Frost told me that Arsenal didn't do so well last night, so <laughs> doesn't want to focus on Premier League. Bad Money 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people.